Well, good morning to you all. This morning, we're looking briefly at the year ahead. It's September. We have two natural starting points, really, in the year, where there's a bit of natural momentum. We have this one, and what's the other one? January, indeed, January. It's a very natural starting point. It's when people join the gym, isn't it, in, in that? So you have these two natural ones. So um, over the summer holidays, Nick and I uh, relax and chill and rest quite differently. I go through my mental in-tray, which has been stacking up over the year. I read books, I uh, study, I wonder, I dream, I make lots of notes. My journal becomes much fuller over the summer. And Nick reads Cosmo normally. Uh, <laughs> Uh, one is not necessarily more godly than the other. It is just that we relax and rest differently. But what happens is we then bring our hearts and minds uh, <laughs> back together and see what we feel like God is saying. So there are a couple of things for this coming year. Did you, we're eight years old, by the way. Ashford Vineyard is eight years old. Anytime tomorrow. It might be tomorrow. Um, we should have had a cake with a big eight on it. But anyway, yes, uh, so eight years old tomorrow. So a couple of things for this coming year is number one, passionate enjoyers of God. I know enjoyers isn't a word, that's why I put it in inverted commas, to assuage the teachers. Two, these are two hallmarks that I, I would love, Nick and I would love to see these as being hallmarks of Asher Vineyard. I think they're already there embryonically, but we would love to see these develop. So in, in the book of Matthew, chapter 22, Jesus is being interrogated by some local church leaders who are trying to trip him up. And they say to him, what's the greatest commandment then from the Old Testament, from the law? What's the greatest commandment? And Jesus says, well, it's this. Love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being and with every thought, thought that is within you. This is the great and supreme commandment. That's an interesting one. So he seems to talk in terms of the greatest commandment, the greatest thing that we are being asked to do. It doesn't say you have to believe in the Trinity. It doesn't say you have to come up with an opinion, uh, a theological opinion on everything that happens in the world. It says you are to love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart with all the energy of your being and with every thought that is within you. Often it's said, what do you have to do as a Christian? Like, what does that even mean? I mean, I, I, I try and avoid the word Christian. It's too layered. It's too complex. Well, what do you have to do? Well, love the Lord your God with all your passion and all your heart. Number two, do what you like. Because if you're doing number one, number two will really take care of itself. Rather than setting our lives up in the framework of rules that we have to try to follow. So here's a question for you. I wrote down a few adjectives in preparing this of what I thought God was like. I didn't pause. I can type reasonably quickly. I, I didn't have to... I literally just typed out, well, he's amazing. He's beautiful. He is... Faithful, he has been so kind to me. He can be really tender. I love the way God can be courageous. And um, where it says, you make me brave, that's because God just says, go on, go for it. Almost, dare we say, reckless. He is strong. 
So here's a question for you. What are you loving about God at the moment? Like right now, this week, these last few days, what is it about him you're loving at the moment? Do you know him? Do you know him well enough to know what you're loving about him at the moment? It's a slightly awkward question because there are times when I can ask myself, what am I loving about God at the moment? I don't know, I've just been busy. It's a really good prompt to make sure that I am continuing to be a passionate enjoyer of God. As we've said here before, God is truly worshipped when he's enjoyed. So these are some things we can do. This is all really quick. I'm coming on to the things that we hope to get done this year and start to tackle. But So these, just these two hallmarks early on. So it's number one, passionate enjoyers of God. This is a way you can become more passionate. This is a way you can't become more passionate. I'm going to become more passionate. I'm going to strain at this. You can't do it. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. You can't try yourself into being passionate. I don't know if you've ever tried. If you have, I don't want to know about it. But you can't seem to try yourself into being passionate. It just doesn't work. You can't do it. Passion is something really that comes from here. It it comes from down there. But this is some of the things I would say just really quickly, easily. Get a Bible and read it. Start in Matthew, read Matthew, Mark, Luke and John and find out what he's like. Please don't get the Bible and then make loads of rules out of it. You must, you mustn't, you should, you shouldn't. That's, that's not the point of it at all. The Bible was written as people encountering God, seeing the amazing things he does and then jotting them down in a book. It's never meant to be a rule book. That was never the point of it. It's a switching of your mentality. But get a Bible. Start to read it. And as you read it, say to God, God, show me something about yourself. Talk to me. Show me something about you. I want to learn about you. I don't want to learn stuff. I want to learn you. I don't want to know your your ways. I want to know the way you tick. I want to... I want you. I I want you to reveal yourself to me in these pages. Get a circle, get in a circle and actually turn up at it. So if you're not in a circle, get in one. And the reason we say that, and we say it pretty much every Sunday, and we've got a bit of a push coming up on circles uh, in January, I think, but the reason is, is because we need to be doing life with other people. We need the people who have put an arm around a shoulder, put a meal in our hands if we need it, and give us a kick up the backside when we need it. We need people who will do that to us. If you've got someone in your life, who, you, who loves you enough to nicely kick you up the backside. Good. That is, good. <laughs> that, is, that is great news. We desperately all need people. I've got people in my life who will be that blunt with me. Um, and we need that. Get a worship album and listen to it. I have a whole string of albums on my, um, on my phone. I try and listen to worship most days at some point. I don't make it a rule. Sometimes I think, Hill song, Phil Collins. Yeah, Phil. It's Phil. It's a Phil day. Uh, but it's just a habit. It's a good habit to do. And as you can see, get some good habits and follow them. Don't make slavish things for yourself. I'm going to read the Bible every day for at least an hour. You're probably not. So don't even bother starting it. Why don't you just make that a good habit? It's a good habit to read the Bible. I'm going to try and change my habit of how and when I read the Bible. Um, maybe it could be something you read on the loom. 
Good. Well, I thought that was a really good suggestion. Um, some of you read it on the toilet. Um, anyway, there's just some good habits that you can get into that will really might find just helps you. Just don't make law out of them. So that was number one. Enjoyers of God. Determined to bring change. And what Jesus says here, this is um, uh, Jesus has just been baptized. He's gone out into the wilderness and all this kind of thing. And, um, and, it, and he starts trying to explain to people about John the baptizer, John the guy who did all the baptizing. He was his cousin. And he, he tries to explain and he says, look, from the moment John stepped onto the scene until now, until now, heaven's kingdom has been trying to break, break through. It still is now. This is me now speaking, not the Bible. This still is trying to break through. And God's kingdom realm is where he rules, he reigns. It's his way of doing things. It is nothing missing, nothing broken. It's fullness of life. It's, it's completeness, it's wholeness. That realm is often called heaven's realm or kingdom's realm or the kingdom or whatever. It's still trying to break through. It's bursting forth. But look what Jesus says. Passionate people have taken hold of its power. Passionate people. There's that word passion again. And it means to have an intense longing or enthusiasm. An intense longing or enthusiasm. Some of you may have found you had that over Love Island. I don't know. If you did, you need to find something, frankly, better to have an intense longing and enthusiasm over. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, but that's what it is. Do you feel like that about God? Do you feel like that about longing to bring change? If I'm honest, I don't always. And like I've said, you can't strain yourself into a place of passion. I've tried. Oh, that you could. It doesn't work like that. There is like a there's, a, there's a relationship between making an effort and at the same time yielding to what God wants to do in you. Really, it's slightly embarrassing, but really, to fall more in love with God, you have to ask him, God, can you help me become more passionate? Can you help me become more enthusiastic? I'm sorry where I let other things go in the way. I want my life to change. I want to be more passionate about you. So these are some of the things we can do. Oh, look, get a Bible again. So at the moment, I've been reading quite a bit the Passion Translation. Anyone got that translation? Passion Translation? One. Honestly, I couldn't recommend it enough. It is brilliant. It's only the New Testament, the Psalms and Proverbs at the moment, a bit like the way the message started. Um, wow, I just keep reading bits out. I go back into, I'll go back in as in I'm in the office, you know. Wow, I've read this bit. Look at this. It's amazing. So I, honestly, I recommend it. If you have um, the Bible Gateway app on your phone, anyone got that? Okay, there's two. Amazing. Um, download it. It's free. But anyway, on there, the Passion Translation is one of the many Bible translations on there. So get a Bible in brackets on your phone uh, and read it and believe it. Get in a circle and attend it. There's that theme again for how we are going to start to develop this desperation to bring change, this determination to bring change. Get around other people who you can do things with. Come on, let's go and do this together. It's amazing how much more confidence we can have. And then get into places and practice. What do I mean by that? This simple. If you want to bring change, 
then every situation you walk into, try to be in a place in your mind and heart where you're not hurried. Go into a place, ask yourself some of these questions. Is there something about someone in here I could inquire about? You might be in Asda, I don't know, it doesn't really matter where you are, you could be in your workplace. Notice people. Is God asking you to give something to someone? God might be telling you, actually, that person's really strapped for cash. Why don't you give them 50 quid? Why don't you give them the 20 quid in your back pocket? Is he guiding you to um, leave for somewhere early? Some of you might, or may, may always be those people who screech in at the last minute. Maybe God's saying, leave five minutes early. I, I've got a plan. I've got someone you're going to bump into on the way. So these are some of them. I've got loads. These are some of the ways that we can, we can be determined to bring change. And I don't know about you, I can just get caught up in just doing the day-to-day. -day, just do, 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 do. You get to the end of the day. And, well, I probably have brought change somewhere, but I want to keep being available. We have the power of the Holy Spirit available to us to bring change. So we can't just... We can just bring change the same way anyone could bring change. We can bring change in a supernatural way. We can pray for people, see them healed. We can also be the kind of people who run people to the doctors. That's great. That's a really good thing. Wouldn't it be amazing, though, if you got in the car with someone, or they got in the car, you went to pick them up because you're supposed to be running, to, running them to the doctors, and you said, actually, would you mind if I just prayed first? Would you mind, would you mind if I prayed for you? You don't have to do anything. I just want to, you know... And then that's the last time you ever have to run them to the doctors. That'd be amazing. And they're only going so the doctor can prove they're now well. And that'd be amazing. Or it might not be, it might not be that they, they actually do get totally healed, but maybe they, their pain was an eight and it goes to a six. And next time you give them a lift to the doctors, it's a four. And next time it's a two. And then, do you know what? It's really odd. I've had this ailment eight years, but since, I've, since you start giving me a lift to the doctors, um, the pain has gone right down. You go, oh, really? Mm. Like that. So people determined to bring change. Okay, eight things coming up in this next year. There are more. This is nothing like an exhaustive list. But I want to just highlight eight key features of this coming year. I, I haven't even included Christmas, and Christmas is massive for us. So this is in no way an exhaustive list. This is the first one. We're actually about to do a little teaching series on money, really more of a mindset of money than, than anything else. But it, it, I can tell you honestly, the church is desperately short of money. Asher Vineyard right now is desperately short of money. It's not like shutting down, you know, we're about to all keel over, but it's we want to be able to do this, 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 this. And so many things we want to do, and it's money, stopping nearly all of them. It's just money. So um, we always need leaders. We always need leaders who can carry weight, develop vision, raise other leaders, those other kind. We need those, you always need those kind of leaders. Always on the lookout for those. But I would say more than anything else, right now, Asher Vineyard needs money. So in the last six months, you wouldn't know, I haven't told any of you lot, but I've been going to God, uh, as has Nick, we've been going to God and basically saying, God, we haven't got any money. What do we need to do to get more money? This is daft. 
We just never seem to quite have enough. And then people say, oh, God always pays for what he orders. And you think, yep, thanks for that. That's really helpful. Uh, the truth is he does pay for what he orders. Probably the money's still in your pocket. But thank you for the encouragement. Um, so we have been, we now work with an organization who helps charities to go for grant funding. So there's lots of projects we want to do where other people, frankly, can pay for it. Brilliant. It's great stuff. Uh, so we're learning how to do some of that stuff and increase some of the strands of finance. More on that to come. But right now, even though we're eight years old, I'm still not paid full-time. I've worked full-time for Ashabinia for years. I'm not paid full-time. And God finally, no, I have finally, God has caught up and I finally, Nick and I finally listened and accepted, actually, do you know what? We should be being paid according to what we're doing. That's a right thing. Two questions, really, two moments that really solidified this for me. Someone saying, take you completely out of the equation. Should the senior pastor of the church that you started, you know what I mean, God didn't, you know what I mean. The church that you started, should that senior pastor be being paid properly? Absolutely, I said, like emphatically. Absolutely they should. Well, in that case, that's you right now. You should be being paid properly. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather spend the money on other things, but yeah, you know, that thing. So then someone else um, challenged me and said, actually, I don't really think you believe you should be paid according to the amount of work and whatever you do. And I said, oh, I'm not really sure that's fair. I, I, I know these people well. We had a little bit of an argument over a table. And I said, oh, I don't think that's fair, actually. I think I do. I think I do recognize, actually, finally, I do recognize that this is one of the things that needs to happen. I do need to be paid properly. It's right that the senior pastor, or we've got two, Nick and I, but senior pastors are paid properly. So they said, if you believe it, then shut something else down so that you can be paid properly. And then we, yeah, it was, that was an awkward moment. But I went, ah, eh, shut something down, you say. No, you're right, I don't believe. I don't believe I should be paid properly. <laughs> it was a very awkward moment. But anyway... That's not, the finances being short is not about paying me, but we are, we have been trying for um, some time now, for about, about eight months ago, we knew that God was speaking to us about bringing Chris Tatton on as a pastor. Not full time, two, three days a week at first sort of thing. The only thing stopping us is money. And bless his heart, he has such a kind heart that the other day he spoke to me and he said, you know, I've recently um, had a promotion at work. I'm thinking that I can put the extra money that I'm earning. If I, if I imagine I've still got my old salary and I put that extra money in a pot, then in a year's time, that can contribute towards my salary. And I said to him, don't you dare. That's not how this works. That is the kind most kind-hearted thing that he could possibly do, but that's not how this works. You don't pay yourself, which is essentially what that is. That's not how it should be. But I thought it was just such a lovely thing. So anyway, we want to do that. We, we finally, we have reached the point, become established enough. Actually, we need to pay someone to work with our kids upstairs. And we need to also pay someone to help James and Sarah in working with the youth. So we need about 50K. You'd go, 50K, wow, 50K, how are we going to get that? 
So I've done some sums. We're coming on to all this. We're moving on in a sec. This is just very quickly. I've done some sums. Every adult who comes to Asher Vineyard, every single adult, if they were able to pay just five pounds extra a week, if they were able to give that, maybe they're not giving at the moment, they start giving that, whatever, five pounds a week, even without any gift aid, we'd have 70 grand. If you said, well, I, I bring my kids as well, do you know what, I'm gonna increase five for me, five for my other half, and five for each of my kids. If everyone who also had kids felt able to increase, to include five pounds for them as well, with some gift aid, we would have over 100,000 pounds. Isn't that like genuinely amazing? It's like, it's just maths. That's all it is, but it's one of those things where it takes everyone to find a way of doing that. And we're coming on to that. That's not really for today. I'm merely telling you that's number one this year. It's our number one challenge. And I, my knees are getting worn out. I'm tired of being on my knees before God saying, it's me again and it's money again. Because there's so many things we long to do in Ashford and money is stopping us. Here's another one. Worship Fest. It's not really a proper name. It's not even really a proper thing. But if we are going to be people who are used to knowing what, who the Holy Spirit feels like and what it feels like to pray for people and, and experience him and be able to stand and experience what that feels like, if we're going to be people, then we need to create an environment where that can happen. So once a month, on the fourth service of the month, if you lot turn up now, you will have missed it because it's going to be just the one at 930 on the fourth on the month, you'll get emails about this and information. It's all still to, to be absolutely nailed down, but um, you'll get a text and things like that. You'll get some kind of a reminder, so don't panic. Um, and the idea is that we have a, just a quick hello from the host, and then we have a quick sort of five-minute catalytic, prophetic, lighter-fire-type word, and then basically we worship, and we enjoy God together. And, and we will make sure that we explain it for people who aren't always quite sure what's going on, and we pray for people, all kinds of things. So we just want to create that environment. Its working title is Worship Fest, but it's not an event. It's just that we effectively shorten the talk to five minutes and elongate the worship <laughs> um, and don't bother turning up at 11.30. Thousand Hours. Who was involved in Thousand Hours last year? Ooh. Who... who has not been involved in a thousand hours or doesn't even know what I'm talking about. Any, oh, okay, quite a few. There's a few hands that didn't go up for either there. I don't think there's another category. But anyway, that's okay, that's okay. So thousand hours is a kindness revolution, um, as we call it. We basically nicked it off another church. They were doing what was called 10,000 hours. And then we've developed it, made it into our own project. But basically, it's a month where we intentionally focus um, not just us going into the community to bring change and run various projects that you couldn't possibly sustain all year round, but also that we invite people from the community to join with us in bringing this kindness revolution. So last year, including a number of schools, so last year it was nearly 6,000 hours were accumulated, and most of those weren't actually by people who are, if you like, part of the Asher Vineyard community. A lot of those were schools and things. Um, so that is really exciting. Chris Tatton um, and his team 
are, um, I know they're working really hard in the background. That starts next month. So undoubtedly, any group, any circle, any gathering group, anything you're in, they will be involved in some way. Morning, everyone. Hello, it's good to see you all. Um, so I just want to take a couple of minutes to tell you about AV Kids, um, which is where I've been this morning. Um, it's really, really important to know that even though our kids aren't down here on a Sunday morning because they have their own complete version of church, so it's not that some churches, they join, the kids join in for the beginning and then go up. Our kids have their own, own version of everything upstairs. But the downside of that means that you don't get to see them so much here. And we want you to know that actually our kids are a very, very precious part of our family here. And they really, really need our investment in their future. And I am absolutely convinced, not just because I've spent some time with them this morning, but we have got future world changers up there making a whole load of noise. We've got politicians and teachers and influencers and YouTubers and bloggers, and we've got future policymakers for education. We've got future doctors and surgeons. We've got incredible, incredible young people as part of this family, and they need our investment. And actually, they need us to keep showing them what Jesus and what a God-centered life looks like. And that's what we get to do here, but this is just the tip of the iceberg. We, this morning in the first service, have seen kids laying hands on each other and praying for healing and seeing results. And we want there to be a naturally supernatural element to everything that happens with our kids. And that means it happens in the playgrounds, it happens at the school gates, it happens wherever they go. I stole this sentence, but we want the succeeding generation to be the one that succeeds. And that's what we want. This generation is coming through and they are going to be the influencers, not of tomorrow, of now. They already are. So we need people of all ages, stages of life, backgrounds to come and invest and sow into their lives on a Sunday morning and beyond. And we know that when we do that, we will see Ashford changed forever. Um, and secondly, I just want to mention the Beehive. The Beehive is a project which um, we piloted last October. It's a shop which um, I had a physical, a literal dream, an overnight eyes shut dream about, where God showed me that I was stood in a shop of beautiful women's clothing and that some women were coming and shopping and other women were coming and receiving clothes for free. And uh, within six weeks of that dream, we had a premises in the town centre and we ran a shop for a month where we gave away over £1,200 worth of beautiful clothing to women who couldn't afford to buy those clothes for themselves. And it was so much more about dignity. Every lady referred to us came in and had effectively a personal shopping appointment for an hour where we just learned about their story and helped them to feel beautiful. That was the beginning of the dream, and we feel like we're on the cusp of the dream now, which is to bring that shop back in the town centre full-time, to have a cafe space available so that we can do more life with the people that come through the doors, to have more space for referrals. We want to provide um, employment opportunities for people who are hard to employ. So for people who have criminal records or for whatever reason have found it hard to get a job, we want to crea create a space where women can come and men can come into those spaces and be given a new opportunity to thrive. Um, the, the picture I described in the first service was it feels like a dam and the first couple of bricks have come out already and the water's starting to come through. But we feel very sure that within the next few months we are going to start to see those bricks come out and that water absolutely flood out um, and see lives change as a result. So watch this space for the beehive. It's incredibly exciting. Thank you.
two services in a row. She's got applause. Uh, quite right, too. Uh, prayer palette. Thank you. So, um, how many of you heard about Prayer Palette before or are involved in some way? Ah, oh, good. They're obviously all in the 11.30, because uh, there was hardly anyone in the 9.30, and we had a slight panic. So, the principle of Prayer Palette really started again as uh, more like a picture dream than a, than a dream, um, and it was a, a, a palette, literally a palette, a physical palette with loads of cards on, and those cards represented prayer requests from the community. Um, there's a bit more to it than that, but in essence, Prayer Palette launches next month, October, and we have a prayer, uh, a prayer palette card designed. And what, what you do is we go into a business, because we start with businesses, 6,000 of them in the Ashford area, so we want to try and get at least 1,000 of them. You go into a business with the prayer card and you explain who you are, you start to build that relationship and say, are there are a couple of things we can pray for for you for this month. You want specific prayer requests because you want to be able to measure the results. Once you've done that, the cards come back. They go into literally a pallet up there. Uh, Dave Rowe has made like a coffee table out of, out of pallet uh, with lockable drawers. Uh, GDPR. Uh, so they're all, they're all locked in, they'll be locked in those drawers. And then, we were there, so that's an out and about team. And then once the cards are back, our commitment is every single day of the year, someone, at least one person will come in, physically get those cards out, lay hands on, pray, ask God for words, and pray about those prayer requests from businesses. A month later, the out and about person goes, comes back in, picks the card up, goes back to the business and says, okay, so we've been praying for this for you and this. How's ev how are these things? You had 10 people sick last month. We've been praying to get it down to at least two. How many can, is that? Yeah, no, it's amazing. It, it, everything's cleared up. Okay, could be coincidence. By the time you've had 500 of those, we'll start to realize it's not coincidence. So we can't promise that every single one of those will see an incredible result. But as I said, um, as I've said before, there are 1,000 businesses, each one two prayer requests at a time. That means 2,000 prayer requests in any one time, once we built up to be able to have 1,000. Even if only a quarter of those saw a change, that's 500 answers to prayer, clear answers to prayer. Once we've done businesses and we've really got that up and running after about a year, our aim is to do the same for schools, GP surgeries, hospital, um, the police, whoever. And then eventually we would like to branch out into being able to have a phone-in prayer line for individuals so we can actually do this for individuals as well. So prayer palette is enormous and we are just starting out. I've got a, we've got a great core team. So if you are interested in being a part of it, then do speak to uh, <laughs> Rosie again. At least you should have some warning this time. Do speak to Rosie if you're interested in either being part of that out and about team that goes into businesses, or if you're interested in being part of um, the base team that comes in at some point during the week and prays. Rosie was the one who was on keys who's being healed of migraines. Wow, uh, I think it's exciting. So there's this one as well. Big church day out on wildfires. As a church, we have never done this. 
but we feel quite prompted by God to do this. How many of you have ever been to the big church day out? Brilliant. No, neither have I. Um, well, it is what you think it is, and it's a bit like a kind of one-and-a-half-day festival. don't really know how else to describe it. Um, and churches go. I think you camp for one night. I think you do. Anyway, so there's that, and then immediately following that, in the same venue, a lot of those people go home, and you're left with somewhere between two and 4,000 people, and wildfires festival starts. And wildfires is hallmarked by this, campfires for community, holy fires to experience the power of worship, uh, prophetic and Bible teaching, and wildfires to help us step out and make a difference. So we would love to take 80, 100 people from Asher Vineyard away, 25th to the 29th of May. Who knows, if the giving comes in, as we would love the giving to come in, we could set up an assisted places fund. So if people say, I'd really love to come, I just can't afford all that. I mean, it shouldn't be too expensive, but I can't afford that amount of money. We'd be able to say, look, what can you afford? It's okay. We'll help you out with the rest. We would love to get a hundred of us away camping. I know. The crosses we have to bear, right? It could be good. It could be really, really good. And that is the 25th, the 29th of May. It's Whitson next year. Please don't now go and book up a holiday to cover yourself. That is not allowed. You have been warned. If you haven't already booked a holiday, you are now not allowed. You're coming to Big Church Day out in wildfires. Brilliant. And then lastly, this. Youth Club Stroke a Youth Cafe. This is something James and Sarah, uh, who lead youth, who would really love to see. They're not quite sure how this is going to work at the moment. When they heard about the beehive coming back and it's got, got a cafe space with it, they thought, oh, we could set up a youth cafe. That'd be amazing. Some evenings a week, whatever. Equally, they're really keen to set a youth club up that isn't just coming and play snooker on a beaten up table where every time you pot a ball, it rolls all over the floor. This is a um, youth club where youth come in and they almost receive training in like how to take decent photos with a phone, how to be a DJ, how to be a blogger, how to, be, how to do hair. I'll be leading that session, um, clearly. <laughs> I've been, can't you see? I've been. Um, they would love to do a, run a youth club that has this aspirational feel about it. So again, that's another plan for the year. So let me just quickly go back. Here we go. So the eight are finances, worship fest, AV kids, the beehive, thousand hours next month, prayer pallet launches next month, big church day out and wildfires next May, and youth club, youth cafe. There is so much. That's, I mean, as I say, I haven't even mentioned Christmas, all the circles, all the things all the circles get up to, the gathering groups and all the things they get up to as well. There is so much to be a part of. So those two hallmarks, passionate enjoyers of God and determined to make a difference, I've taken the liberty of combining them, getting rid of the capital D. So we are passionate enjoyers of God determined to make a difference. They're the two things that we want to keep going after. I will deliberately, I want to enjoy God. God, I want to enjoy you more. I say that to him so many times. Help me to enjoy you more. It's not because he needs to become more enjoyable. It's I need to learn how to just enjoy him more and become more determined that we must, must, must make a difference. That Jesus has left us everything he possibly can 
all of heaven's resources are in our hands. And he says, go into all the world. So I'm going to quickly pray for you and we finish. You can stand if you like, it's up to you. Father, thank you that we are on an adventure, that our story is being written. We want to enjoy you more, wrestle things out with you more, sit with you. Sometimes just have a cup of tea and sit with you to enjoy you in nature, enjoy you in worship, to enjoy you just in any music, to enjoy you in art, to enjoy you in so many different ways, to enjoy you even sometimes in our sorrow and sadness. We also are determined to make a difference, God. We are not here for the ride. We're here to pedal. We're here to see things change and lives changed. I thank you for your continuing love for us, your delight that is in us. We love you. Amen. Thanks for listening to our podcast today, and we hope you enjoyed it. For more information, visit ashfordvineyard.org or maybe drop into something if you're nearby. In the meantime, have a great week and know just how loved you are.